0: Whatever this means, I've been preaching for a while praying about my needs. Praying concerning my needs. How do I tackle my needs? Physical needs here on earth. Some folks have even added spiritual needs. Some said have said we need physical, we need spiritual. Some have even said we need God. Some have said we need the Holy Spirit. Some have said we need to be born again. I said, okay. Gross. How do we tackle and mass our needs? And we've been looking at scriptures. We've been looking at scriptures. I was very sad when on the alumni page, one time, Pastor of BLF, Pastor Gideon Lawal, wrote and said, anybody who says, asking for the given is wrong, is rebellious to the apostles of Christ Jesus. And then I tried to correct this. I said, well, I do not think there is anywhere in the Bible where it says thou shall not ask for the given. I don't think we've quoted this verse before. I try to say if asking for the given is right then maybe we don't know what the given is or we don't even know what asking is. And if we say, don't ask for the given, only thank for the given, and we are rebellious against the apostles of Christ Jesus, then there is a lot of confusion. He said it is on the page. If you are on this BLM group, he said. Anyone who says, don't ask for the given is rebellious to the apostles of Christ Jesus because the apostles of Christ Jesus taught to ask for the given. And it's just simple logic. We've said, if God says you have it, don't ask for it. This is faith. Though you can't see, yet you agree you have it. Unbelief says, God says I have it, but I must ask Him for it. And here comes an explanation, the logic behind it. Someone says, God says we have it, but we can't see it. So we ask Him to give us in the physical. And I've said to you in this church God is a spirit John 4 4, 24 Hebrews 12 and verse 9 He's a father of spirits He has blessed us in the realm of the spiritual Asking that God will bring assetness in the realm of the spiritual to the physical is very illiterate to the spiritual. The reason is simple. First Corinthians 15 and verse 50 Flesh and blood cannot, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither the corruption inherit incorruption. The corruptible cannot inherit the incorruptible and the incorruptible cannot inherit the corruptible. You can't take money to heaven. You can't bring heaven to the earth. You can mandate an impact of the heavenly on us but you cannot transmit spiritual blessedness from the spiritual to the physical. Asking or making requests that the Lord will please manifest the blessedness he has given you in the realm of the spirit in the physical is spiritual illiteracy. I've said so much And I've said, let's learn from the life of Christ. Let's learn from the life of the apostles. Two very clear examples. And several others in the Bible. Jesus Christ, the son of God. At a very desperate desperate moment. John 11 the death of Lazarus and Lazarus being raised back to life he said at verse 41 then they took away this place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said father I thank thee that thou hast heard me this is my kind of guy I thank thee how did he pray? I thank thee. <laughs> Continuing prayer. Colossians one verse two. Even watch in prayer with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I desire. That you all become billionaires physically. I mean, have physical billions in your account. If you say this is far fetched, I desire that you work as friends with billionaires. But in this church, has a billionaire as a friend, a true friend. You will not need to be told he's working with a billionaire. I think there's a balance of certain vernacular people, some Yorubas, who say if um, you have a friend who is affluent or rich and your life does not really change in any way, you are not any way better off. And if you stop being your friend, nothing will change also. Do you get what I'm saying? It simply means a rich man must infect you, must affect you. How on earth will I claim to be in God and God in me? And I'm crying over petite, earthly, mundane things. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8 and verse 31. Verse 32 says, He that spared not his only son, but delivered up for us all, how shall he not with him, with him, with him. If we have Christ, we have everything. First Timothy 6 and verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world, not to be high minded, not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us all things richly to enjoy. Present positional truth of established reality. Present Positional truth of an established reality. I could go on and on and on to convince you that as a believer, you should not cringe asking and begging God. Rather, thank Him for the fullness of life that you have in Him. Don't work with a sense or a consciousness of need. Don't sob in unbelief, but be bold thanking the Lord. I've said several things. I've I've said that praying in the Holy Ghost is the ultimate of your life. With all that you do, remember to pray in tongues always. I thank my God, I pray in tongues more than ye all. He expected all of them were praying in tongues, and he was bold to make declaration that he spoke or prayed in tongues more than they all. And I said the only premise under which this can ever be true and not a lie is if indeed the man Paul spoke with tongues all the time. First Corinthians 14 and verse 18. I thank my God and speak with tongues more than ye all. More than ye all. Please don't despise to speak with tongues. Wherefore, brethren, first Corinthians 14 and verse 30, covet to prophesy. I Forbid not, forbid not, forbid not, forbid not to speak with tongues. He only speaks about order. Ephesians 6 and verse 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching the answer with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Pray always, always pray. And then I moved on to faith. 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 Oh, I I, I just enjoy preaching faith. Faith. Oh, faith. Faith. The substance of things hoped for and evidence not seen. Faith. The substance of things hoped for the evidence not seen. The confident assurance. The title deed. The title deed. The certificate of occupancy. The right of occupancy, the, the title deed of a land, is faith. That thing, that thing you hold and say, the land is mine. Is called faith. Oh boy, 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 boy! Oh, you must hear me preach on faith. You be ignited to 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 begin to walk in faith and. <laughs> Abraham's kind of faith is contagious and envious and enviable and amiable and exemplary and good. He considered not his own body now dead. Neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He was not weak in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith. He gave glory to God. He knew that what God said he could do, God! God could do. God could do it. God could do it. And all hope was lost. And everything was gone down. topsy hope Hopeless. Acts 27, and verse 23. He said, There stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and who myself say, Fear not, Paul. Sometimes I want to ask you when you are crying and sobbing and seeking. And you are in despair. And you are crestfallen when you are wailing and you are depressed and all hope is lost and you are caving in when you are derailed when you are disconsolated when you are disconsoled And you are looking confused. I want to ask you. What is your God saying? Hey! Oh Lord, thank you Jesus. What is your God saying? What is your God saying? Can you can you tell me what God is saying about your situation? Can you tell me? You know so much of what you think? You know so much of what the physician has said? You know so much of the experiences you've ever heard? You know tales and myths and thieves and stories written on golden times. With golden fonts and strong etching. On the sand and the tunes of times. and the dunes of the sand. On the heart of man. How bad and how deplorable. And how terrifying it's been. How awful and how miserable. I know all these. I've had such stories before. I know, I know, I know what you are saying. But then I'm asking you what is your God saying. when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us. All hope, all hope that we should have was taken away. Have you ever been in confusion before? Have you ever been in confusion before? Hi. Hey! Have you ever been terrified before? Broken hearted, cast down, dejected, despondent, doleful, down hearted, down in the mouth or droopy, fallen, heart sick, hanged dog, joyless, low spirited, mournful, saddened, wretched, war begun, unhappy, sorrowful, melancholic, heavy hearted, Gloomy, glum, woeful, miserable, very regrettable and deplorable, sad. All hope was taken away, all hope was lost. Abraham against hope believed in hope it means where it was not possible he believed so let's think about it in our lives as believers now can you like Abraham believe when it's not possible most, most of us don't even argue we don't even talk about the impossible we always argue about the possible I'm a pastor and most times people don't be seeking for prayers about the impossible. No, I don't really get prayer requests about the impossible. I don't. I always get prayer requests. Somebody says, hello Revo, it's been a long time. I'm sorry I've not called you for five years. I don't even have your number. I'm sorry. I've been very busy. I'm sorry I've not been able to get in touch since we left campus five years ago. I'm very sorry. Just forgive me. But, um, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry sir, and I have not even sent one letter to church for five years but uh, sir um, uh, my, my, my husband is very very sick, can you pray? I hear a lot of this regularly I have folks say sir, sorry sir I've not spoken with you in 10 years but I need to travel abroad I have been going and coming but now they have received my visa, please pray for me I hear a lot of this regularly I don't hear things like my mother is dead. Pray now that she will rise on full." I had not heard it before. One brother called me from London some years ago. He just called me. I picked the call. He said, Revo, speak the word of life now. I said, hello, hello. It was over. I tried to call him back. tried to call him back. He didn't pick. Maybe two, three years later, the man said, I called you. I said, yes, I was trying to call you back with the word of life on my mouth. The man said, the person died. I said, so what? The word of life is in spite of death or sickness. You'll have just let me speak the word. He said, no, 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 sir. I was calling you when there was hope. As the hope was dwindling off, I was calling. While I was still calling you, the person died. So I dropped the phone I said, what do you mean? He said, what will you pray for? I said, what is the Lord saying? He said, what is the Lord saying about what the person has died? But God's word goes beyond death. Abraham believed that it was God who quickened the dead. And that he caused those things that be not as though they were. Faith in God is not faith in God for the possible. Faith in God is faith in God for the superhuman. The miraculous the impossible, the incredible, the unbelievable, the difficult to exist, the non-existent, a change. To, to losing a difficult thing, to alter nature, to command the stand to stand still, to say, tomorrow will not come, today should stop, so that your candidate can win. That's faith. We just discover that we are just here for the next 10 hours. Then you say you are the one stopping uh, the hour in Nigeria that your candidate may win. Then we say, Yes, give it to him. He's a man of God. That's faith. That's faith. He's not faith, he's unbelief. That is it. Put him there. I want to raise him now. His faith. His faith. I was waiting. Oh, he's here. Yeah. I said, Why you when you receive a call and say, Mama, uh, what did you say? Mama is sick. Hey, where is she now? Where is she? Mama, Mama is sick. Where is she? Mama? Uh, uh, hey, uh, okay, don't worry. Oh, I'll call her I'll, I'll call her. Yes, yes, uh, hey, uh, hey. and you begin to move around and say, Oh, the devil is in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which glad the one in trouble. Then they call. Don't worry, mama is not dead. You say, Let's go and raise her. Let's go and raise her. Let's go and raise her. Get back to your home country and say, where is she laid? Move the place back. I want to raise. Like it happened in the Bible at Mark 5 and verse 40. They will laugh you to scorn. But then faith says, though you are laughing me to scorn, I know him who have believed. Abraham's faith is contagious. It's a good kind of faith. And I told you why. Very simple. Very, very simple. Faith is based on acquaintanceship or friendship. Isaiah 41 verse 8 2nd Chronicles 20 and verse 7. James 2 and verse 23. Isaiah 41 verse 8. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 7. James 2 and verse 23. Abraham was described in the Bible as a friend of God. I'm not talking about friendship as it pertains to fellowship in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about the example of Abraham Learning to trust based on acquaintanceship. He knew him. He knew what he could do. That's what I'm saying. Because Abraham did not have what you and I have in Christ Jesus. But I'm saying in what we have in Christ we could by acquaintanceship through the word understand God and know what God can do. I've been speaking about this very powerful friendship with God. Understanding spiritual things. Understanding spiritual things. Spiritual things are not physical things. Spiritual things are powerful. Spiritual things are real. God is real. You can become acquainted with spiritual things on your fingertips when you learn them by the word. Is born for adversity, but there is a friend that's ticket closer than a brother. There's a friend that's ticket closer than a brother. Proverbs 18 and verse 24 A man that hath friends must show himself free, and there is a friend that's ticket closer. Than a brother. I wish you understand what friendship is. Friendship can be very great. Actually in contemporary times. And in terms of definition. Many of us do not really understand. The idea of friendship. Friendship to us. Is very light. Let me tell you. Let me try to describe common relationships. Family ties. Nuclear. Nuclear. Then somehow the extended family circle system is fading off in Nigeria. One, population. Two, our cultural heritage is being It's been removed. Our cultural thing is is going. We are intermarrying socio-economic cultures of the world with our own culture. Most times in some countries of the world people could leave their families for an 18 year old girl may leave the house and never get back till she's 80 years old. Just me and my family kind of small local setting. Somewhat it happened to Nigerians, Africans too. We are losing the extended family system. It's always that small family. So, we talk about family friendship. My brother, my sister, my mother, my father. Then it tells it, it pans lightly to first, second cousins. Third cousins, you don't really know them. You don't have anything to do with them. Then we have friends. Friends are just casual people. Anybody's your friend. Then we move to lovers. These are the three types of relationship we have. Whether it's in your workplace in church would define on this ground. You say, he's my blood brother co consanguineous blood-related or you say he's my friend or you say he or she is my lover this is how we define it so if the person is your wife or husband or fiancé lover person is your church member or colleague at school, colleague at your professional place of work some neighbor you say Friend. Or you say neighbor, not my friend. So that person can fall to the class of ordinary neighbor. But let's just put it that family ties, friend and lovers. There are people who are maybe we can add that one too. We say let's let's make it four family ties, neighborhood connection, friends, then lovers. But do we really understand what Friendship is. It is possible to be. Good friends. And not lovers. Most of us do not understand. The moment. Friendship gets deeper. It turns instantaneously. To emotional attachment. That is the way it works. Especially when it is the opposite sex. It is even getting worse now. That we have. All sorts of very dangling, confusing, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual attitudes of people in the world. Such that, even amidst men, or women, you could have homosexuality, or lesbianism, or gayism, or sodomy, ETC. But in the Bible, we find friendship described, quickly, So you get when I say a friend of God somebody who makes a practice of association who makes the best of communication somebody who understands where more than one person is a crowd in communion with God in prayer in Bible study always enjoying to be alone to be with God like Jesus loved the desert the wilderness, the mountain, the night in communication and in communion with God he lived the life so transparent and powerfully he said the things he had been doing were the things he was seeing. John 5 from verse 19. And that God was going to show him more things. In friendship and communion. First Samuel chapter number 18. David and Jonathan's friendship. Verse 1 says. Jonathan loved him as his own soul. That's friendship. Not sodomy. Friendship, not boy-girlfriend, not emotional attachment, lost love, or sexual relationship. Jonathan loved him as his own soul. They were not lovers, they were simply friends. Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Are you in church? Jonathan stripped himself as far of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments. Jonathan was Saul's son. He was heir to the throne. David was a prophetic heir to the throne. Jonathan ought to have picked some jealousy or envy or fight with David. Jonathan ought to have despised and began to walk against David. Some of us are very competitive. Some of us are so competitive that even in church, without knowing it, just begin to compete with people. Some of us have that attitude is so bad. You don't trust yourself. You have a sense of inferiority anywhere you get to. You just feel that you must, you must quickly shine. No, 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 no. David was head to the th- sorry. Jonathan was heir to the throne for being Saul's son. David was a prophetic heir. And he had won many battles. It was obvious that David, the son of the Bethlehemite, Jesse, was going to become king where Jonathan was. Yet, Jonathan loved him. That's friendship. Friendship is stronger than greed. Friendship is stronger than bias. Friendship can make you objective. Friendship is stronger than weaknesses. Friendship can lead you along the corridors of forgiveness. Friendship is good. Learn the way of friendship. Understand friendship with people. Understand friendship with members of your family. Understand friendship with your neighbors. Understand friendship with your friends. Understand friendship with your lovers. Friendship is great. He stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David. Even his garment and his sword, his bow and his belt. He gave him his belt. A strong belt that upheld every armor in position. He gave it to David. And David went out with us whoever Saul sent him. And so on. And so on. And so on. In spite of Saul's jealousy and determination to kill David Jonathan spake good, First Samuel nineteen and verse four. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said, Let not the king sin against David, because he had not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee word very good. For he did put his life in hand and slew the Philistine, and the Lord wrought a great deliverance or salvation for Israel. Thou sawest it, and so on, and so on. And in spite of this, the man refused to hack in unto all that David or Saul, rather, all that Jonathan said about David. First Samuel 20 and verse 17. And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him. For he loved him as he loved his own soul. They were not homosexual, they were not in sodomy. They were not making a practice of gayism. They were just friends. They were just simply friends. Imagine how in a magnificat or a lamentation the man David spoke well of Jonathan's love for him. Jonathan's love for him. At 2 Samuel chapter number 1 from verse 17 David lamented with lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son. Friendship is good Abraham was a friend of God. Understand the power of relationship and friendship in the things of God and with God. In your fellowship, in your work with God. In prayer, in Bible study. In your constant Christian communion in your walk upon the face of the earth. Second Samuel chapter 1 and verse 24. Ye daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with other delight, who put on you Ornament of gold upon your apparel. How are the mighty in the midst of the battle? Oh, Jonathan, thou wast slain in thy high places. I am distra- thee. My brother Jonathan, very pleasant. Hast thou been unto me? Thy love to me was wonderful. Passing the love of women. You can have love for a friend of the same sex. More than love for somebody of the opposite sex. Without being homosexuals. Love. In friendship can be stronger. Than love between man and woman. Friendship. Abraham was a friend of God. Learn it. And then I began to preach faith. I began to preach faith. Let me make progress. Let me make progress. I shared with you. Something very vital. About faith. At Luke 17. And I said faith is not. Faith is not. Faith is not a quantity. Faith is a quality. I said as Christians. We are in the faith. Christianity is described as the faith. And I preached this at two times. But it makes sense to have faith in the faith. Listen and listen good. For being in the faith, you are blessed. You don't need faith for what the faith gives to those who are in the faith. Mm -hmm. Are you in church? You don't need faith to get what you have for being in the faith faith itself is a noun. I've explained this to you before. I've said the vital word you could use in the action or the practice of faith is the word believe or believing. I've said to you please, somebody says you just need faith. Faith to have the Holy Ghost. You need faith. You need faith to receive his blessing. You need faith to be blessed. No, 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 no. You are in the faith. 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 You see it all about the Bible? When you see the word, the faith, the faith, the faith, it speaks of the entirety of Christianity. Galatians 3 and verse 23. But before faith came, we are kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, the faith which come afterwards or be revealed afterwards. Galatians 3 verse 25 but after that faith is come we are no longer under a school master. The faith, the faith, the faith the faith as Christianity itself the entirety of Christianity is described as the faith. Ephesians one verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, the unity of the faith, the unity of the faith, and and it's gone over the Bible. The faith, the faith, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need faith to have what the faith gives. By having faith in Christ's death and resurrection, you are brought into the faith, and for being in the faith. You are blessed with eternal life. For having eternal life, you have everything that the faith has got to offer. Now we are saying, in your walk upon the face of the earth, I would love you to exercise confidence. Confidence in the faith. Don't get it twisted. You are in the faith. You've been blessed with the package of the faith called eternal life. And it's purely spiritual. We are blessed with all blessings in heavenly places. Spiritual blessings, spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And this speaks of salvation. According as he has chosen us. Verse 4, Ephesians 1, 1.3, 1, 1.4. So we are blessed with salvation, which is spiritual blessing. And we are saying, what convenes. So I'm talking about having conviction, having an assurance, a title deed, praise. When you are praying, especially when you are praying about your needs, I want you to have conviction. And on on Wednesday, I said it's conviction in the word of God. I shared with you from the book of Romans 10 and verse 17. Quickly. So then faith cometh by the heart. And the thin had the word of God, the thin had. the thin had. Can I say something to you? Can I tell you this? From the Bible, we know that the faith of Christianity is not our culture. We are described as Gentiles. we are described as Gentiles. That know not God. Let me, let me give you some quick descriptions of who you and I were before we met the Lord. Because many of us just, we assume that for coming to church, we automatically are perfected in the faith. We know it all. Some of us, we assume, you know, a man comes to church, his name is Jaguanana is a thug at Ojueleba. He comes to church. He gets born again. We christen him John. From there, he assumes that he's John. He begins to take up a style of Christianity by pretense. You say, Jaguanana, hey! Jaguanana, hey! Jaguanana, hey! He he heals you. But now you say, Brother John, God bless you. Overnight. Spontaneously. Yet he's not changed. His attitudes remain. The transformation of the spiritual is once and for all. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God is a journey of a lifetime. Can I say this to you? It is best to be saved on the inside and to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It is better to be saved on the inside and not be walking out than to be walking out when you are not saved. Can I say it again? It is best to be and to work out salvation. Philippians 2 and verse 12, as you have obeyed, not just in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out. It doesn't say work for. Work out is not the same as work for. Does not say work for your salvation. You can't work for it. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not a works. Let's any man should boast. Ephesians 3 5. No, Ephesians 2 5, 2, 8, and 2 9. It is not works. It's a gift of God. Lest you should boast. You can't serve. You could not have saved yourself. Works can't save you. But the deeds of the flesh. Deeds of the law shall no man be justified in the sight of God. Romans 3 and verse 20. It is evident that justified shall be justified by faith, not works of the law. So it is best to be saved and walk. The man is living out his salvation that God has wrought within him. It is better, however, to be saved first, to meet Christ, and not be walking out, than to pretend you are saved when you are not. Jaguar Nana has never met the Lord, he has only met our church. Our churches are more important than Christ, our churches are more remarkable than Christ. Our churches have more people meet church most times. You meet the pastor. I I preached this before. I love the message about the church. You must put the message and listen to it. When we talk, when we say church, people think of the pastor. When you say deeper life, Bible church, you think of Kumuyi. You think of the members and how they look like or what they wear. When you say Commonwealth Zion Assembly, you think of the pastor and the members. When you say Redeemed Christian Church of God, you think of Adeboye and the members. You really think of Christ. But the church should speak of Christ. He's the head of the church. The church is his body. Without him there's no church. Without Christ there's no church anywhere. But we have exalted church beyond Christ to the point that we just celebrate ourselves. Now, what am I exactly trying to say? I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, basically, we were Gentiles before now. Quickly, let's run through this. I was, I was going to cut it short, but then I, 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 I don't think I can. And let's, just, let's just take time and, and preach this and, and close. Ephesians 2 2 wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom so we all had a conversation in time past. Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 17, This I say, And testifying the Lord that he henceforth walk not as other Gentiles. Other Gentiles. Other Gentiles. Ephesians 2 and verse 12 that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the common visual and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in this world. Many of us don't understand we were once Gentiles. The things of God have to be learned. People claim to have faith. I'm asking them, where did it come from? People hate to be told or asked, are you born again? People, People get very nervous, very mad at you. When said, you say born again? I said, Why are you talking like this? I've been in this church for, for, for 10 years. But it's not it's not it's not enough. It's not enough. There was a man at Acts 18, Acts 19, by the name of Apollos from verse 18 from verse 24. He was a Jew born at Alexandria. He was an eloquent man. He was mighty in scriptures. That is, he knew Daniel, the patriarchs, the five books of Moses. He knew Psalms and Proverbs and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Lamentation and Micah and Ezra and Nahum and Zephaniah and Malachi and Zechariah and Esther. He knew chunks. He was mighty in scriptures. He was fervent in spirit. And he taught diligently the way of the Lord. But he was not born again. Acts 19. Paul met some disciples. And he said, Have you received the spirit since you believed? And they said, We have never had whether there be any Holy Spirit. That we are not and could not have been born again because they were baptized to the baptism of John only. Acts 10. There was a man by the name of Cornelius. He was of the Italian band. He was a devout man. He fasted daily. He gave alms. He had this in subjection. He did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. But people hate to be asked the question, Are you born again? Because we are so religious about being attached to church settings that the contents of church in Christ is unimportant. The singular most important question anybody will ask you in this life is simple. Is this. Have you met the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you received eternal life? Are you born of the spirit of Christ? And yet people don't want to hear it. People hate to be asked the question are you growing because as far as Christians think about their Christianity, they feel that growth is automatic. And they're asking, yes. There are certain automations, but automations are not predicated on miraculous things. Automations are predicated on mechanical, or electrical, or biological procedure. The reason why this microphone is working is because there is a wave connect between this piece of equipment and a receiver close by. And it has a range. If you take it out of range, it will stop working. It has a battery cell in it. If you remove it, it will stop working. It has a switch. If you put it up, it will stop working. And sometimes it conflicts with other channels. When this church I'm preaching, and suddenly you hear somebody, somebody is preaching through my mic. A demon from hell? No. Some other Christian from that church. Or a Muslim in his mosque who is using the mic of the same frequency. Simple. It's not demonic. But most of us predicate spiritual advancement and growth on emptiness. Just mere pride. You just, you just, you just have a cloak of Pastor. Just have this air around you, Pastor. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Pastors, they, they make me they laugh. And then they tender the younger. The younger like this, they pose. Pastor, thank you, Jesus. Their words are different from normal words. You don't talk like we talk. Pastors don't talk just like that. They must carry themselves with a tone of spiritual inflection because the more they do it, the more you will respect them. When they talk like I talk, you say this man is a joking man. He's Whatever, whatever, whatever. When they talk like Pastor, you say, Yes, sir. I say, MOG, how you doing? i power God, to joking you. No, I say, Good morning, how are you doing? Thank you, Jesus. He say, Ah, he a man of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When somebody gives me a seed after 10 years and 64 letters appealing for help towards church and the person sends me 5,000 naira after 10 years of being a professional worker and I say thank you sir I believe God shall be more for you next time you will give say, ah! God forbid Remember, you are too greedy I've given you 10,000 naira in 10 years your praying shall be more next time but when somebody else says it, I say, "Brother, kneel down there. Heavenly Father, visit His life with the glories of the Sapphire of the Angelic Order." Amen. <laughs> when I say, "Believe God," I say, "Ah, believe God, but wherever." I said, "Believe His Word." Ah, Word, you answer me. I said talking tongue, I say ah tongue, Timoti, talky, talking More talking tongue, talking tongue. More Mo leon, lehon, leon. I see it to Somebody said, kneel down there. Oh God of heaven. I break his head with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are so used to religion and lies. It's so bad that if you want to make money as a pastor, don't preach the truth. If you do, you'll be poor. You may die poor if you're not careful. I'm getting very old. See what I'm saying? If you preach the truth, you 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 is anybody hearing what I'm saying? You may you may die poor. If you preach lies, you make money fast. So make all your money. Then you now preach the truth a little and then bro you? be told, be warned. It takes training and teaching. Don't struggle with faith. Faith comes. So, I shared with you that faith is a substance. If it's not there, it's not there. Let me me show you something in the Bible that doesn't accompany faith. Assume too many things. Many of us just assume we assume. We assume spirituality without without anything we are doing. I met a brother some years ago. Each time I see him, he says, he says, let's pray, let's pray. I said, you like praying so much? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Each time I meet him at gillette, the man says, sir, let's pray all night. I said, why not? Then when I said to him, I said, how long do you pray daily? He said, I'm always very busy every day why are you so conscious of prayers and yet you don't pray? There are many Christians who talk about praying and they don't pray at all. Praying is not cheap and it's not easy at all. There is nothing you are doing in commitment to God that will come easy because you are in the flesh that is not born again. The things of the spirit are not easy to come by. In practice, you must consciously and deliberately against weakness, against temptation of retarding or stopping, temptation to decelerate, press. When you start praying, you feel tired and you feel fagged and you feel hungry and you feel weak and you feel droopy and droppy and dizzy and sleepy, but you must go on. You may try praying every night for one week and every night you sleep after five minutes. Please continue. You may start praying every morning at dawn, five o'clock and every morning at dawn you stand to pray you pray five minutes and you sleep. Please continue. It will never ever come cheap. It will never come to a time where the body will be saved. Until Christ comes and our bodies are chained to immortality. While the body is not saved It needs to be kept under spiritual control. If you don't keep your body under spiritual control, it will self-destruct first that and your vision for life would be accomplished. Can I say it again? If you don't put your physical body under spiritual control by the word, by the word, your body will self-destruct If you don't eat, you will die. If you eat, you will die. The body eats to live, yet it eats to die. So, you must put the body in check. If you say, I'm okay now, you are gone. The body will take you where your attitude cannot sustain you. Please, the faith life is a work. Let's not start struggling with faith. Oh, I need faith. I must have faith. No, no, don't, don't 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 beat yourself in the head. Don't don't spank yourself on your bum. Just wait. It's a walk. It's a lifestyle. Start today. Because when conviction comes, something will not happen. And I'll show you. Matthew 21 quickly. So you may call this the Attitude of faith, the attitude of faith, the attitude of faith. So it's a minor theme. The attitude, and I've said, I've I've shown you Luke seventeen. You begin to read from verse one to eight. I've shown you that faith is a quality; it's not measurable. It does not grow over time. When faith comes. Faith comes when it's not there it is not there so look at the attitude of faith so I have shown you Luke 17 and verse 6 that faith is a quality and not a quantity look at this other one at Matthew 21 and verse 21 Jesus taught prayer Have you seen it? Jesus answered and said unto them, "Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not. If you have faith and doubt not. Faith is the opposite of doubt. Faith and doubt do not exist. When you have faith and doubt, you have no faith. You have doubt. I believe, I I believe, but you have no faith. I believe, Chuban, you have no faith. Revo, Revo, I, I believe. More serious, more serious, more believe. Revo, more serious. All mo' more believe. Chuban, you have no faith. Faith is against doubt. When you have faith, you don't doubt. When you doubt, you have no faith. Don't struggle with faith. Keep your acquaintanceship with the word of God till faith comes. When it comes, you will know you have faith. Before it comes, don't, don't work yourself up. Keep at it. I'll continue on Sunday. Stand to your feet give him glory. Worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just sing a song, give him glory close. He's worthy of praise. He's Lord. He's Lord. He's God. He's God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. He's Lord.